Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results, and they're all aligned to our nine principles framework. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free webinar we've got coming up tomorrow. The topic is Crafting a School Culture for Employee Retention. Join us and you'll learn how to onboard, engage, and connect new and veteran employees to retain them for the future. You'll learn how to build a culture no one wants to leave. For information on how to sign up, head to studereducation.com slash events and click on that event on the right-hand side of the page. Also next week, you'll hear my interview with Dr. Sally Sugg, a fantastic leader in the great state of Kentucky. Like you, we will take a day off on Labor Day and then be back on the following Monday. So thank you for tuning in to us to today's episode and all the others that come your way. In my travels, I found that on average, educational organizations are good. In fact, when you ask leaders about their organizations, they rate them as good or sometimes very good. And that's where we sometimes face a problem. We believe what we do in our schools is good enough, which presents a barrier for our schools to move to the next level. There may be a little sense of urgency. We react to the problem in front of us, feeling like we are constantly putting out fires. John Cotter, in his book, A Sense of Urgency, distinguishes between false urgency and real urgency. See if his definition sounds familiar to you. This is what life is like at work when we have false urgency. Activity is frantic, chaotic, and disconnected. Actions are misaligned to outcomes. Work is doing just one task after another. Projects grow without understanding how they fit into the organization. Stress levels are high. Passive aggressive behaviors are more prevalent. So much work to be done that we feel like we are pushed to our limit. As we go into this academic year, our schools are facing significant teacher shortages. I've focused on this topic for the past several episodes, and we've heard from, the, from a teacher and heard that voice of a teacher. And here's what we know. We don't have enough teachers or employees to staff our schools and districts. We feel frantic and our daily work feels chaotic. We do our own work and the work of others because we're short staffed. We feel stressed and take it out on those around us. We've simply reached our limit. Here's the problem. For the most part, our school districts aren't growing student enrollment. We need more teachers because we're losing more and more teachers in our profession. Therefore, one of our most important goals is to retain teachers year over year. What does it take? What does it take? to focus our attention and actions on this goal with the right sense of urgency. Cotter tells us to do the following, to have that real sense of urgency that we need. He says, set challenging yet achievable goals, align subunit measures to organizational results, build transparency of results with the organization, address underperforming data head on and move to action to improve put more honest discussions in our organizational communication and eliminate excess and focus on high levels of productivity. Let's play out the connection between Cotter's concept of the right sense of urgency and our need for teachers in schools. In other words, what can we do to improve 
to be more proactive than react. Let's say our teacher retention was 72% last year. We didn't focus on improving retention and we think we can do a lot better right now. So we know we can do better than 72%. We set a goal to improve retention then by 10%. This is a challenging yet achievable goal. We then review all schools retention rates and set improvement goals for each that helps us achieve the district goal now of 82%. We share these results with our leaders, employees, school board members, parents, and community members, because we want help and we want to achieve that 82%. We bring leaders together to determine the strategies that will help us achieve the results. Our focus is on leaders applying specific strategies with teachers to create a positive and productive workplace environment. And specifically, we gain input on areas working well and those needing to be improved. We engage in honest discussions about how we can improve. Then we remove any roadblocks that keep teachers from focusing on student learning. When they need help, we make sure we listen and hear their needs. And of course, we recognize their accomplishments and provide good feedback to help them improve. Finally, we don't let anything get in the way of leaders applying these actions in schools. We may have to make decisions on what we need to stop doing to make sure we commit to these actions to achieve one of the most important goals for the year. Why take these meaningful actions? We know the teacher is the most important variable that affects student achievement. Here's what Bob Marzano's research shows, for example. Marzano synthesized the research on effective schools, analyzing studies that had been conducted over 35 years. He separated the effect of a school's climate on student achievement from the effect an individual teacher had on student achievement. The results revealed something extraordinary. Now, hear it out. A student at the 50th percentile who attends an average school and has an average teacher achieves at the 50th percentile at the end of two years. It just stays the same. The student, that same student at the 50th percentile who attends a least effective school and has an ineffective teacher drops to the third percentile at the end of two years. This same student at the 50th percentile who attends a highly effective school but has an ineffective teacher achieves at the 37th percentile at the end of the two years, goes from 50 to the 37th. Now that same student at the 50th percentile who attends a highly effective school with a highly effective teacher achieves at the 96th percentile at the end of two years. And that same student at the 50th percentile who attends a least effective school with a highly effective teacher achieves at the 63rd percentile at the end of two years. Still again. These findings show how important an individual teacher is to student learning. Marzano demonstrates that students in classrooms with highly effective teachers employed in ineffective schools can achieve powerful learning gains. <laughs> However, what we want to have is a winning combination. 
a highly effective school, which means a highly effective leader and highly effective teachers. That gets us to that 50th percentile student achieving at the 96th percentile at the end of two years. It's difficult to retain highly effective teachers when we don't have highly effective leaders. Remember the new teacher project study. We have a one in 11 chance of replacing a high-performing teacher with another high-performing teacher when that teacher leaves the classroom. Even when we're not facing shortages, retaining good teachers is one of the most important goals for our schools. Therefore, preparing leaders to be at their best to support and coach teachers remains a top priority. Our standard needs to be highly effective school leaders in every school with highly effective teachers in every classroom. That's almost impossible to do when we fail to have highly effective executive leaders at the district level. When we fail to make the right leadership choices, we're not living the greatest value that we owe to others, providing the best places for students to learn and parents to send their children for a great education. Great leaders, great schools, great teachers gives us great students. As always, I thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. We invite you to share this episode and rate us in iTunes. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, please head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles framework so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.